Grace Bible Church. It's podcast time. Thanks for being here. Uh, Brent is here. Good morning. Hey. Or afternoon. I don't even know no, what time it is. Still morning. Still morning here. Still morning. Good morning. And it's a particular, particular good morning because we got Parker Braun right here. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so as we do on the podcast, we have a, an opportunity just to allow the church to get to know some of the folks get to hear uh, stories of the Lord's faithfulness uh, to us. And so it's your turn. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, so thanks for being here, Parker. Um, if you wouldn't mind, would you just share a little bit of your story, maybe how you came to know Christ and how you ended up here at Grace? Yeah, absolutely. All right. um, I grew up in, I would say, a family that really didn't know the Lord. I grew up with uh, cultural Christians. I would say we believed in the Lord, but we didn't go to church. Yeah. I didn't know very much scriptural knowledge. I didn't know really who God was and how I played a role in his story. But um, I came to Nacogdoches to SFA and I got introduced into the church basically immediately. And I really got to experience and grow in the knowledge of who God is and how I play a role in his story. And I would say through grace, I really got a whole new perspective on what the world is and what biblical truth is and how I can become a believer. And I think that was really a turning point in my life. Well, you are a cross-country runner and uh, here at SFA and a good one at that. I know you've won tournaments, all kinds of... I like to bear... You can't see this guy turning red right now, but I like to (laughs) brag on him anytime we're around anybody else. And hey, if I ever (laughs) won a race in my life, you better believe I'd get that as probably a tattoo on my forearm immediately. (laughs) Uh, But but, the good news is I I will have no chance of ever doing such a thing. Uh, But would you share with us a little bit of of what it is, kind of what you're studying and uh, and what it's been like to, uh, to, to balance that with uh, also a faithfulness involved here with Crosspoint uh, and uh, and just kind of what the Lord has for you in this this season that you've learned to, to balance now into a young adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. I think I came into college um, wanting to be a runner, and I think that was my main focus going into college is I wanted to run, and SFA was a place that gave me the opportunity to do that. And I'm pursuing a degree right now in kinesiology, and hopefully I plan to be an athletic trainer with that. Um, and as I grow, uh, to know the Lord and in that process of coming to SFA, I came to really grow in a love for Christ of self-sacrificial love and serving the church and getting to really appreciate the fruitfulness of that. Mm -hmm. And I think with everything else that I get to do of running, of pursuing a degree and of serving, it's, uh, really shifted my perspective of how can I best be intentional with everything that I'm doing Mm. uh, for the sake of the Lord. And that goes with the amount of time that I spend running, the amount of time I spend with academics. It's really uh, exciting and a great opportunity to really see how the different aspects of my life can be funneled through the honor and reverence that I have for the Lord. That's cool. Uh, you know, I uh, I get to see you next to my house like every week um, because you are the co's adopted Jack. Is that yes. right? Yep. And uh, Josh and Jacqueline are, are my neighbors. And you've been studying the word with Josh. Could you maybe describe 
what that's been like for you. Kind of maybe maybe tell us what you're doing if if you don't mind, and uh, maybe what that relationship with Josh has kind of been like for you. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a blessing in my life. I get to uh, be a part of the Adopted Jack program here at Grace, and I cannot tell you how awesome and fruitful that has been over the past season, over the past year. I've been able to just get plugged in as really a part of their family. I am feel like I'm the son of the Coes <laughs> because I get to uh, have discipleship with Josh. I get to yeah. have dinners with them. I get to just really engage in life. It's not just It's not just weekly meetings, but we do do that. And we get to dive into scripture. We get to spend intentional time together, just intentional time. Yeah. And really just getting to know them and love them and then know Christ through them uh, in discipleship with Josh has been so sweet. Yeah. Uh, right now we're reading through a book called Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Yeah. And we're really getting uh, focused into reading the Bible and using it as a prayer guide. Yeah. And just the ability to soak up scripture and then uh, grow in sanctification and not just knowledge, but action in seeking the Lord and seeking His Word yeah. has been so awesome and fruitful from a family at Grace. That's one thing uh, that I've been so impressed with myself in our few years here is seeing Pastor Roman's development of the Adopted Jack ministry. Uh, and as he said, that, that there was some fingerprints on that, even that he's uh, taken it on. And one of the things that we ask in that ministry is, is for church members, if you would consider being a part of that is that you'd have a uh, the appointed college student in your home at least three meals a, a semester. You'd pray faithfully for them and and look to, to rub off on each other and connect with each other and sharpen each other in the way of the Lord. And that's an exciting thing. You know, Parker, you actually became a member of Grace Bible pretty soon after coming here as a student. And not a lot of, some college students certainly do uh, seek out membership and uh, uh, maybe a more formal commitment to the life of our church and commitments that they make and the church makes to them, of course, as well. But what's that process been like for you as a as a young man, as a uh, as a follower of Christ, and uh, as a college student here for this this season that you'll be in Nacogdoches? Well, I think I would be remiss if I weren't to mention uh, Pedro Flores, my roommate, uh, resident here at Grace Bible Church, uh, as a part of my walk into faith, into coming to know the Lord and getting to attend Grace. Uh, he invited me to the first service I ever went to here at Grace. And through his discipleship, through his leadership, um, through all the time that I've gotten to spend with him, uh, just getting to grow in faithfulness and know the Lord uh, through the ways that he serves the Lord, through the ways that he teaches me to grow in walking with the Lord has been so helpful. And being surrounded by him in community, in Crosspoint, in the church, I've been able to just really see what a godly man looks like in him. And it has been so sweet and so great to just be surrounded by godly men like Pedro. So that's been, I think that's been so helpful in just going to know faith and walk through faith as I look to other people that live it out. That's great. So, um, this Sunday coming up, uh, I'm I'm not gonna be here, but what's really kind of interesting, uh, music wise for this service, is uh, our team is gonna be leading worship. So Scott Legraff's gonna help open up the service, but 
then just kind of our our, our worship ministry is going to help lead the congregational singing. And you know, Brent, you you kind of lead us as a staff to think about. It sounds morbid, but it's it's, it's important to think about. Uh, if you were to get hit by a truck this <laughs> week, you know, would the ministry be able which to? It, which in Texas is not that unrealistic. No, I mean there are oh, trucks man. everywhere. I thought we were going. <laughs> I thought we were going to actually receive a truck with our house keys when we. I thought that was. I thought they gave every Texan a, a truck when we moved here. Boots in a truck. Uh, yeah. So so uh, you know you kind of you know counsel us on a way to think about that to think about. You know, preparing the ministry for, hey, if you were to be taken out, uh, if something were to happen to you or you were to leave or whatever, would the ministry be able to carry on without you? And, you know, by God's grace, you know, there are, God has brought, you know, just a ton of talented and God-honoring people to help lead this this ministry. And so you get kind of see that firsthand um, this Sunday, and uh, that'll be really, uh, really a, a blessing, I hope. So, um, so Brent, we're going to also continue in, in Exodus and man, it's been, I just got to say, it's been a huge blessing for our family. Our family's reading through the book of Exodus right now as, as, uh, as we're preaching through that. And so, um, that's been a blessing to us. So tell us maybe a little bit about where we're going to be and what we can expect. We'll be in Exodus four nineteen through 31. And what we'll note is that uh, Moses, this call that he gets, he finally goes, Lord tells him to go. Uh, and right away with going, he's mixed with uh, met with good news and hard news very quickly. Good news, uh, we've already learned as readers that that Moses, uh, the the king, the pharaoh that that wanted him dead, is is now died. But the Lord informs Moses now of this news, and he commissions him off. And Moses is obedient. He gathers his uh, his sons and his and his wife, and he takes off, heads back west to Egypt. And so he gets good news. Uh, good news, Moses. That those men have died. They so you don't have to be fearful. So we'll talk about what it is to serve God and good news. He also is met with hard news. The reality that here is Moses now, uh, and all the things he's worked through with stresses, and now he's going to have to come face to face with Pharaoh. And among the first things he's going to have to tell Pharaoh is, uh, by the way, uh, God is going to kill your oldest son. Uh, which is there's, there's there's a hard thing to say, and then there's that, and <laughs> and we're gonna look at a little bit of as believers. You know, we have good news in the gospel, and this good news, though, however, we know is a stumbling block to many. As we looked in Peter and, and saw that Christ Himself is this stumbling block to to so many, mm. and we don't want to be the stumbling block, but but we have to, in, in order to serve the Lord, we have to give a news that can be a hard news for some to hear. Now, it's not that same news that Moses had. He plays a unique role in redemption history. But there's a lot of similarities in the questions that we ask the Lord of how can we serve God in all seasons, you know, in season, out of season, good news, hard news, and serve him with gladness, no matter the cost, no matter the season of soil that he would have us to minister in, with a spirit of joy in our hearts, knowing that he's good and faithful and that he may actually use our service to lead others to come to know and to serve and to worship him. And there is no greater Thing. There's no greater calling than to know the Lord. Now that's that's the great joy that we have. So no matter what season the Lord would have us in, no matter what news we would minister in the midst of, uh, it's all for His glory, and that ultimately is is the greatest news we could ever hear. So what's it mean to serve God in the midst of good news and the midst of hard news? That's what we're going to see this week as we uh, finish off this chapter. So serving the Lord, Parker, did you did you really think? Coming to Grace Bible Church, you know, Pedro invites you that first week. Could you have foreseen helping out as much as you do with the kids? You know, my my kids recognize you. 
They were like, "Hey, that's Parker." Uh, did you did you see? Did you like? Could you have even foreseen that? You know, coming and visiting that first week. Oh, I think absolutely not. There's just no way. <laughs> there's no way. As much as I enjoy serving, uh, serving kids specifically, and uh, serving the Lord and all of that, I think there's really no way you can see. You know, the Lord's sovereignty over all things that He does within within a church, within our own hearts. Um, but I think being able to look at all the things that he has planned, both good and bad, I think, um, we really get to see just the faithfulness of the Lord in all that he does. Uh, what comes to mind, I think is second Corinthians four sixteen. uh, uh, though outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Mm-hmm. I think, um, the joyfulness of the Lord and, our brokenness and need for him through uh through trials through even uh good times and prosperity i think we do see that the lord is sovereign overall and i think uh, by coming to see how the lord is omnipotent and powerful in all situations uh you know the lord has placed me in this great position and i'm i'm happy to serve him because that's the role that he's given me in this season yeah so what all what all are you doing right now with with kids ministry and tell us like what a normal week looks like for you serving in in kids ministry? Yeah, for sure. We just got into the summer, so it's a little bit slow right now compared to in the fall. Yeah. Um, but we get to on Sunday mornings when we have service, we get to take the kids go through. We're going through the Old Testament right now, and we're wrapping that up and. On Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, when the fall kicks back up, we'll be going through the start of the New Testament and the Gospels and being able to just pour into the lives of these kids in the church and really show them who Christ is and the debt that He has come to pay uh, through the Old Testament and the sacrifice and the faithfulness of the Lord in all that He is doing for the kingdom. Uh, and it's really just awesome to see these kids soak up scripture and soak up the word as we go through this season with them and really just pour into their lives and serve the Lord in that way. It's really super awesome and super faithful to uh, be intentional with these kids on a weekly basis. We do Wednesday nights in the fall and we also do Sunday nights in the fall. So it's definitely going to be exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you for your labor there, man. It's, uh, it's fruitful, you know, and I've, I'm seeing it in my kids and my kids are, you know, learning and absorbing. They come home and tell me, you know, all that they've learned and, um, and, you know, it's grateful that they have, you know, leaders like you guys to, uh, to, to, to learn under and to be shaped by. And so really grateful for, for you and how the, how the kids ministry really is coming alongside parents to help uh, disciple our children. So. Uh, that's really awesome. Yeah, we definitely couldn't do it without you parents. We know how much you pour into our lives, and it's made evident in how joyful and how humbly grateful they are to see the Word of the Lord and revere it and respect it and grow in it. So yeah, super cool. grateful for you all. That's cool. Well, church, we are we are grateful for the way that you have, you know, uh, I, I think about I think about you, you know, you know that's it's just it's fascinating to see you come in, in such a short period of time, jump straight in to, um, to serving and now an intern and, you know, doing all these things. And, 
you know, as, as, a, as a church, you know, I kind of want to address the church that, you know, I, I think part of, part of why there are so many stories like yours within our church is that our church is warm and receptive and equipping of others. You know, the, the fact that you're adopted by a family, practically you use those words, you feel like a son, which is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, part of that is I think church, your hospitality to, to bring in college students, to bring in new families, to bring in whoever it is that may be moving into town and providing them with the blessing and an opportunity to feel welcomed, but also to be equipped to serve uh, within our church and and outside of our church. It's a, it's a blessing. So church, we praise God for you in that. Uh, we look forward to gathering this Sunday to worship the Lord our God together and um, and to see who else would be coming you know, through our doors that we could welcome in and uh, pursue, you know, church, we want to challenge you with that as we've seen lots of new families coming in. I felt like I could spend, you know, 20 more minutes grabbing the, the new folks that are, that are there. Uh, I'd say, look around and find the next Parker, find the next whoever that's coming into our family and, uh, welcome them warmly and help them, uh, you know, take them out to lunch, welcome into them, into your, into your family, uh, so that they feel well connected. But, um, Brent, anything else you want to Add or say? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the fact that just kind of on that same note, we'll be uh, at the 9 o'clock or 9.30. We'll be, for anybody that's newer to Grace, if you've uh, not yet quite connected in, you're a new member or you're you're just kind of been newer, maybe you've only been visiting for a couple Sundays, at 9.30 in the foyer, we'll have coffee and, mm-hmm. and time to connect with uh, our different ministry leaders in our church. So we encourage you to come a little early, 9.30. We'll have some child care provided as well for that time. Yeah. Uh, and then also, because uh, last Sunday of the month, we'll have Lord's Supper together, which is always yeah. a highlight of our time together in our family service. Yeah, that's good. Well, church, we look forward to it, and we'll see you there.